Cape Talk. Join the conversation. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. It is 12 minutes past two. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to Cape Talk and welcome to Consumer Talk and consumer journalist Wendy Nola, who is in studio. Hi, Wendy. Um, just, hi, Bianca. Hi. I just want to remind everybody of our numbers again uh, before we get going. It's 021-446-0567 or you can send a voice note to 72 1567 and we will also make some time for open line calls in the second half hour of the show. Um Wendy, we're focusing on warranties this week. We are, to, to some extent. Um, it's a very misunderstood topic. I mean, what are the, our rights as consumers uh, to return products when things don't go according to plan? Okay, so that's very much um, down to the timing. Okay. So you really want, if something that you've bought is going to go wrong, you really want it to go wrong within six months because that's when, and during that period, you have a very big say in how the issue is remedied. So briefly, the Consumer Protection Act, Section 56, and we should get used to saying Section 56, as long as you are quoting it um, uh, you know, correctly, accurately, it's, it'll tell the retailer that you know your stuff, right? So according mm-hmm. to Section 56, very briefly, if something you've bought goes wrong within six months, it's not fit for purpose any longer, you, and this was the big departure from pre-CPA, you get the the uh, choice you get the right to say whether you want a refund whether you want a a replacement product or whether you want it to be repaired i recently incidentally had a pair of shoes recently bought within the six months pair of sneaker kind of shoes that i really liked so comfortable but i could see around the laces area the stitching was starting to come Mm. out and i just wanted them to reinforce that at their cost so they uplifted and the next minute they refunded me. So normally it's a case of <laughs> consumers wanting their money back, not a repair. And in this case, so there are cases where you do want a repair, not necessarily a refund, um, and you have the right to choose that. Um, so, right. Um, after that, and this is where it gets tricky, there is a voluntary, any, any warranty after that from month seven is a voluntary one that is imposed or, or, or not imposed, that is provided by the manufacturer. Okay. So they get to make the terms and conditions. And in most cases, that is, they'll say, well, sorry this happened. We'll repair it for you because it's the cheapest option for them, right? So, and if it's not the cheapest option, then they'll go for the less cheapest. That's just the way it works. And because it's beyond that six-month mandated government CPA uh, six-month period, you don't have the right to say, no, I want a refund. You are at, you know, at their mercy mm. at that point. Okay, so I think it's very important to just spell that out. So, as I say, the first six months is your magic period. If something's going to break, it, you know, you are in the best possible position. If it's it happens not your in the fault six when it's in the first six months. Yeah, <laughs> and, and well, it can never be your fault because even in the first six months, they can send it off for um, technical re- uh, assessment. Right? Yeah, they can't unilaterally repair it in that six month yeah. period if you've said you want a refund or a replacement. But uh, there are cases where consumers have unintentionally, one hopes, you know, dropped something in water, mm. misused it, uh, 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 not according to manufacturer's um, instructions and that sort of thing. So a classic one is they'll buy a, a product that specifically says, say a bread maker. I'm just making this yeah. up. That's, that specifically says... This is for domestic use. I've seen this in the in the um, booklet of of a bread maker I bought fairly recently, and it says 
just that it spells it out. This is not for several day use, everyday use in a in a B and B, for example. Yes. It's not made for that. So if you then mm. start using the product like that, then then it's not a defect. You are using it contrary to uh, yeah. to the manufacturers. If you're going to start selling bread, <laughs> exactly. That's not. You need something a little bit more commercially oriented and made to withstand exactly. and, and cope with with that kind of use. Okay. So, but why doesn't a product um, that's replaced under warranty come with a full new warranty? Okay. This is such an interesting question, Bianca, and it's one that comes up regularly with me. Uh, uh, it's normally to do with geysers, replacement geysers, or car batteries, but it applies yeah. to a lot of things. So, in Libby's case, our listener, her email speaks uh, to this issue of the warranty that a product that is replaced under warranty then comes with. So she says, we bought a kitchen mixer. I thought At first I thought she was talking about a cake mixer, you know, one of those appliances, but she's actually talking about a kitchen mixer tap system, right? She says, um, we bought it in 2019, but within two years it became faulty and began to leak. The manufacturer swapped it under its three-year warranty. Now, two years later, it has stopped switching from spray to solid stream. The company says that the warranty period has expired, but I feel that it should be valid from 2021 when they replaced the unit, hoping Wendy is on my side. (laughs) Sadly, Libby, not. Oh, no. I am on your side, though, in the sense that it is disappointing to have both mixes fail within a relatively short space of time, a couple of years. Sure. Um, So, obviously, this case is way beyond the CPA's Section 56 uh, six-month warranty period. Uh, And... In this case, as with all replacements, how it works is um, that you don't you, you, your replacement product. So in her case, that second mixer that she got two years after she bought the first one, it inherits the balance of the warranty remaining on the product it replaced. So okay. she would have got only a year's warranty on that replacement, and that does to most people at first blush seem terribly unfair you've got a new product so why should you have this curtailed warranty years ago i took this up with former consumer goods and services ombudsman neville melville and this is how he explained it to me which does make it make more sense even if you still feel that it's unfair he said all that a warranty is is a term to a contract that the product will be fit for purpose during the warranty period, whatever it is, one, two, three, five years, whatever it is, failing which the company will fix or replace it. Okay. So your spend, say you spent 3,000 Rand on a product, with that 3,000 Rand, you are buying yourself the peace of mind that if something goes wrong with it within three years, say, whatever the warranty is, that the, that you won't be out of pocket, that the manufacturer will either um, replace or um, fix it or refund you if, if they can't replace it for some reason. Okay, so he says with the system of the replacement product inheriting the warranty of the first one, they are giving you just what they said they would, that yeah. they will give you at least whatever the warranty period was, three years worth of of perfect mm. use that it remains fit for for purpose. So she he says if it wasn't the case, he said as one retailer explained it to him once, it the retailer or manufacturer would be compelled to provide shoes for a child 
throughout his school career because each consecutive pair developed a defect just as it neared the end of its warranty period. <laughs> Wouldn't that be and, nice? And it would be nice, but you could see from the from yeah. the service provider's mm. point of view, not fair at all. So It makes you, sense. You know, the, 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 the seller has a responsibility for a certain amount of time. Time, exactly. And then it's the onus is upon the buyer. Yes. So, yeah. look, all things considered, if you do, you know, you're getting a new product, so there's a degree of enrichment there anyway. Enrichment being more than you paid for because yeah. your, your two-year-old product failed and now you've got a brand new one. So and it was just unfortunate in Libby's case that that new one failed again within Shame, yeah. in two years. I didn't mention the brand's name because I thought I, I needed to then do a whole investigation yeah. with them and say, and which I do plan to do, what is it with your mixes? You know, why are they only lasting two years kind of thing? Is this a problem? Was You know, was it just Libby's bad luck? <laughs> so, so that's how it works. And as I say, I talk about it as... Whenever I get a case, I use it to talk about this issue because it comes up time and time again. Consumers just find it terribly unfair. But there's the story. I've just got a listener question that's come in, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. What about an item sold at auction? Items were described as open box. No mention that item does not work at all, but auctioneer says foots toots. Also items sold 50 rand less than retail price, so the expectation was for it to be open box, but not completely broken and unusable. That's a bit naughty on the auctioneer's part because you don't have an opportunity at an auction to, to engage uh, with the products before you buy, but it, it, that makes it, unless you're um, in the game, so if, if it's a car, we spoke about this recently, if it's a car that you're in the car business and you you really know your stuff, it's very unwise to buy from an auction because of the fact that it is a foot-to-tot situation. Yeah. The CPA's Section 56 does not cover auctions and it doesn't cover private sales either. So, I mean, in the case of furniture, say, you can sit on it, you can look at it, you can see if it's, you know, if, if it's... Scratched Working. or scuffed yeah. or, or whatever, if, it, if it's comfortable or not. So that that's pretty okay. I have a lot of pe- pieces of furniture in my home, which my grandmother, who was an auction queen, bought many, many, many years ago and is still great, you know, several coverings later kind of thing. Uh, tables, that sort of thing. So that would be fine. But if something that is working parts... Appliances, uh, yeah. I wouldn't risk it on an auction unless mm. the price was so ridiculously low and you were maybe buying a bundle of stuff that you could sort of afford to write off something as not working or you had somebody in the appliance repair business you could have a go but generally you must understand if you not generally always if you buy an, on an auction you are buying footstools yeah and that's the risk you take that is the risk you take yes. um so we're talking about warranties we're talking to wendy nola if you have any questions for our consumer journalist you can call us on 021-446-0567 whatsapps to 0725671567 so after the seventh month any warranty um is provided at the discretion of the manufacturer wendy that's what yes. you were saying yes and if they tell you it's a it's a, a two-year warranty they must take responsibility but it might not be in the way that you were expecting it's not in the way of I demand a refund. You lose that right to choose the remedy from month seven. Yeah. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of consumers don't understand that. And um, yeah, it's something certainly to bear in mind. So we've got another case study involving a tricky warranty situation with a television. Yeah. Can you take us through that? Sure. Wendy? This was a case where re- repair wasn't an option. So an email from Sudesh. I need some advice, please. He wrote, I, put, I purchased a TV in February 2022 and by June 
of 2023 it had stopped working that's this month there's sound he says but no picture so basically a radio the manufacturer collected the tv <laughs> and got back to me to say it would be too expensive to fix it so they will replace it and as i said they have the right to to do that the problem is says sudesh because the the TV that I bought is now discontinued, they want to replace it with something of, as he put it, a lower brand. The TV is still under warranty, but of course, it's not under the CPA warranty anymore. It's way past six months old. What I want to know is whether they should replace it with a newer model of the same brand because it was discontinued, or can they replace it for the value of the broken TV? Interesting. It is quite interesting. Mm. So had his TV broken within six months, the CPA Section 56 would have applied and he would have been within his rights to say, I want a replacement like for like replacement uh, television or a full refund of what he paid for it. So he doesn't have that refund option anymore. Yeah. And also, he probably couldn't get that new upgraded TV uh, the new model for the same price anyway. So this is where it starts to get a bit tricky. The manufacturer, as I said, will always prefer repair as it costs them the least. But in this case, they've figured out that the repair cost is, is too high, so they want to replace the TV. Um, I said that the latest model is no doubt more expensive and with more features. So the manufacturer would argue that that would be enri- enrichment on his part because he's getting something far better than what he'd bought right. last year, last February. So in short, they are required to replace his Uh, 16-month-old TV with one as close in value and function as possible to the one before. What they can't do, and that is what I've warned them about, is try and fob off a TV that is inferior in terms of functionality than the one he had and that he if they offer him one, he should do his research to make sure that he's at least getting like-for-like from that manufacturer and not being saddled with an inferior product in terms of functionality. This must be quite a common problem with televisions because often you get a deal on a TV when it's, you know, they're getting in new stock and new technology. So you go for it and then the warranty is limited. A very good point. Well, you, you get the same warranty, but then if something goes wrong... You have this issue of, okay, you can get your money back, but you're still going to have to pay in to get the bigger model, which is from the retailer's point of view, from the manufacturer rather's point of view, why should they replace it with a far far superior product than the one you actually paid for? So, yeah. Okay, we've got a caller on the line. Uh, We're going to go to Keith. Uh, Hi, Keith. Welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. What's your Uh, question? Um. Hi. Sorry, I'm on, on here? You are. Okay. What's oh, your question sorry. for Wendy? Oh, thanks sorry. for calling in today. What's yeah, your thanks. question? Um, uh, Wendy, um, we spoke uh, a while back. I phoned you about um, these batteries used in alarm and gate control systems. Yes. And the fact that the manufacturer was well, told the manufacturer only gives a three-month uh, warranty. Yes. So if we look at larger batteries, let's say used in inverter systems, yes. um, I've noticed that the various types of warranties, sort of ranging from warranties based on how often the battery is used, for example, how many times, it's, how many cycles it's been used, down to no warranty at all. So I'm still in the dark as to how these warranties fit in you know, with a, with a CPA in terms of their six-month, three-hours sort of policy. 
Okay, this is something that I've prepared to discuss after the news break at quite some length because I have gone into it. If you wouldn't mind just holding on because I don't want to rush it in order to finish before we, we get to the news. If you don't mind just holding, Keith, that will be explained in great detail. Thanks for bringing it up, Keith. We are going to talk about inverters and batteries and all those issues that we're all dealing with right now with load shedding. Thanks for your call. Um, I just wanted to also ask you, here's another question, Wendy, that's come in. It says here, dear Wendy, what would be a reasonable age for, I think it's a KIC fridge uh, to last? My dad's insurance claims a fridge of seven years is too old and they will not pay for a replacement. It's, this exactly speaks to the issues that we've been discussing. So it's a very interesting one because what an insurer, we're now going beyond warranties and we're using, we, we're talking about insurance, yeah. right? But the same principle applies here because the function of insurance is to put us back in the position we were before the so-called insured event happened. Um, so in this case, would you just read that question again? What happened to the fridge? He says, well, what would be a reasonable age for a KIC fridge to last? My dad's insurance claims a fridge of seven years is too old and they will not pay for a replacement. So what are they wanting to do? Well, we'll have to I don't know, see. I don't there. understand what the claim is, if it's a, a power surge situation mm. or if it's, you know, that's, it has to be a claimable event or did it, was it flooded in the recent floods we've had? I'm, I would re- need to know that. So they would need to... Uh, they would need to compensate him, put him back in the position, then they they would be at liberty to decide what that was. I can say that replacing that fridge with a brand new one would be a, a form of enrichment. Mm. So they would be entitled to go for something more like for like, whether it was a monetary payout or something similar. Yeah, absolutely. It's tricky. We need to know why it broke down. I think that... that the whole that claims uh, backstory is... You know? is uh, this, I would I would suggest that it probably can't be, um, it, but is it is it what is? It depends what happened. If it was flooded, probably not. So, if that anonymous uh, WhatsApp uh, listener could just tell us what was the reason that the fridge is broken down, um, we, we, we'd love to hear from you. Cape Talk Consumer Talk WhatsApp on o seven two five six seven one five six seven. Welcome back to Cape Talk. It is 24 minutes to three and we are talking consumer talk with consumer talk and consumer journalist Wendy Nola. If you have any questions, you can call us on 021-446-0567. You can WhatsApp us on 0725671567. Just to recap a little, we're talking about warranties. We covered the fact that after six months, things start to change. And then we spoke a little bit about batteries, which we're going to get on to next. Yes. And all right, that's a big one. We've had lots of emails over the last few months about obviously with the load shedding yes, issue. Yes, of course. But before we do that, we just our, our WhatsApp that came through earlier about the fridge that was seven years old and too old to replace. According to? Um, the insurers, insurers wouldn't replace. Insurers, okay. But he, he's texted us back and yeah. he says, the fridges just stopped working. A technician came out twice to try and fix it and then suggested they replace the fridge, hence no flooding issues. Okay, so that sounds more like a maintenance contract to me because just something just breaking is not generally an insured event. It would have to be an incident. An incident. Um, so I would say it's more likely some kind of a maintenance insurance contract. And the question he initially asked was, "Is it? Can is, you say that a seven-year-old yeah. fridge is too old?" So during the break, 
I regularly, my go-to person for questions such as that in, around appliances is Margaret Hirsch of Hirsch's. Okay. And they've been, they've had Hirsch's for decades and she has, you know, these relationships with all the manufacturers. And she said to me exactly a year ago, actually, when I wanted to pick her brains about extended warranties and whether they're worth the money, I suppose. I mean, they sell them. So, you know, I I did take the information from where it came. But she said the message that I would like to get across to the consumer is that things are not going to last forever like they did in the old days. I always tell customers, as people die between 50 to 80 years old, usually appliances die (laughs) when they are between five and eight years. Sometimes they live to 10 years, as people do. Uh, as people can live to 100, but this is not often. And so she'd say, you know, that's why extended warranties are mostly on, uh, they mostly sell them on TVs because they are very expensive to replace if they break. So five to eight years, you're on the sell-by date. She says, yeah, uh, washing machines and fridges are the most hardworking appliances. After TVs, the next item that we sell most warranties and have most claims on are fridges. There we go. We do a lot of uh, fridges on extended warranty. And she says washing machines usually go because they're overloaded. We have lots of claims on them. So and they, I need to know who the company was and what the contract says because that isn't, as I say, just breaking down isn't an, an insured event unless they have a particular insurance policy that covers that. In which case, there would need to be in the terms and conditions of that policy something that states we reserve the right not to take responsibility for old appliances. Mm. And in those, in such cases, I would recommend getting a second opinion because does that mean it's not saying what they're proposing? Are they, are they just saying we're not repairing it um, we're not, and we're not so say they won't repair it so maybe it's a repair insurance policy I think it's been repaired twice but they won't replace it but I, but they I won't think we need to get this listener so to would, email you directly without the terms yeah. and conditions yeah. I don't know whether they have a case or not mm. but there you go so maybe he should just email you maybe just give out your email address so that he can email you directly sure fill you in it's consumer at NOLA which is my surname K-N-O-W-L-E-R .co.za, consumer at nola.co.za. So if that listener could just give some more details, then we can answer your question next time. But now we go moving on to the big one. The big one, <laughs> yes. The big one, warranties on batteries. In the age of regular load shedding, we regularly get emails on Cape Talk from listeners about buying batteries for their inverters, which are just not up to the job for the long load shedding demand. And for um, alarm systems, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I've... And we heard Keith raise the question just before we went to news. Yes. So, um, yes, and and we have a listener that called in uh, a couple of weeks ago saying that he'd bought a battery from a supplier. He didn't name the supplier for his alarm. And when it failed in month four, the supplier said the warranty is now only three months because load shedding was making batteries work harder than intended by the manufacturer. So I have, that's what I'm getting a lot of. It's no longer six months. So I was thinking about this. Mm. The Consumer Protection Act does give retailers and manufacturers an out if goods fail within six months, okay? If the consumer has failed to use the product in the way in which it would normally be used. Remember was that example of the bread maker used in a B&B, you know, yeah. really used, worked Misused, hard. really. Yeah, yeah, which it wasn't intended for. So my argument, though, is that Yes, while it could be said that 
the, inte- the increased intensity and regular um, regularity of of blackouts. And with, interestingly, we're sitting in a week where it hasn't. We've we've don't had, talk. Yes, exactly. So maybe <laughs> this isn't well time, but we know that this is temporary. I think we can safe, safely say that it's generally moving. You know, it's worsening, not getting better. So the frequency. Um, of, I mean, the, the, these batteries are working harder than than ever, and that could constitute abnormal use. In fact, it clearly does. But on the other hand, this is our new normal, and it's predicted to get worse. So could it be argued that suppliers need to ensure that any product they supply to market, including batteries, be fit for purpose in the context of South Africa, our abnormal has mm. become normal? So in other words, they must sell batteries. This was my sort of devil's advocate. Shouldn't they be made to sell batteries that will last for six months within the context of regular stage six, say? Yeah. But it appears um, that's not a popular view. So uh, Mm. so I was saying we'll sell more batteries that are higher quality and will last longer. So I first, I posed this question to MassMart's Senior Vice President for Group Corporate Affairs, Brian Laroni, and this was his response. Increased levels of load shedding can impact on the perceived performance of backup power products that use lead-acid batteries. A good example, as you've indicated, relates to lead-acid batteries. Most lead-acid batteries are designed to last for about 150 cycles and have historically had a useful life of two to three years. So well beyond the CPA's Section 56 six-month warranty. Okay. However, says Brian, under stage four to six load shedding, these 150 cycles are used in a considerably shorter period of time. Using the expected number of cycles a shorter period of time is not considered to be a manufacturing defect. So, in other words, it's it's it would it's a fairer measure to say we are we are we are guaranteeing this battery for 150 cycles, however quickly you reach that, not right. for six months because they can't determine how much they're going to be used. And I'm sort of saying, well, you kind of can with load shedding. It's a really really interesting argument. Mm. Um, he went on to say we did pull customer lead acid battery cons- uh, returns data and found that the incident of returns has not spiked as one might have expected. He told me he really was expecting to see a spike. Maybe it's too soon. Yeah. In fact, returns remain within normal parameters, he said. I then also looked at returns related to battery life, which are not in any way trending. This said, though, we've decided to engage proactively with suppliers with the view that a reasonable solution would involve improving point-of-sale information to our customers. Which is a general problem. It's all about communication. Uh, You took the words out of my mouth. Communication solves just about everything. And the CPA is very strong on disclosure. So I I think you can't take it for granted that people are going to understand that this is the case. And I also think as many of – it's normally the installers that are saying this or sometimes the battery manufacturers, sorry, six months doesn't apply anymore. It's now three months. We do have this act in place. So Mm. you can't just put it out there and expect it to be accepted. So I thought what I'd do is go to the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud to find out what they say because they are mandated by the National Consumer Commission to deal with – CPA-related complaints for the public. It's a free service. They mediate. They don't have any teeth they can't fine or punish in any other way, but they 
their lawyers will mediate on a case and say, this is how the law applies. You're either right or you're wrong. Even in this kind of changing landscape where well, we're still learning. Th- and, and they actually, to a large extent, I leaned on them heavily during COVID because there was another unprecedented yes. case, another mm. scenario that the CPA wasn't drafted you know, for or didn't have in mind. Mm. And it's the same murky, applies here. You know? You've got yeah. an un, un... Well, I don't know that you could say that the intensified load shedding was entirely... Um, Unpre- unpredictable as COVID yeah, was, a different. but mm. um, so this was the answer I got from the Ombud. Our view, well, they started off saying obviously that the the, the CPA was not drafted with ex- extended load shedding in mind. Our view is that these batteries are being used um, contrary to instructions because they are not designed to last with the number of hours of load shedding we have. In addition. Section 56 provides a warranty against manufacturer's defect. Um, But in the case of these batteries, and this is the important part, there is no manufacturer's defect. So in our view, suppliers may be validly excused from the Section 56 warranty. We don't think the solution, which was my solution, is to stop selling the lower-powered batteries because consumers should still have the choice of what to buy. And I suppose there would be a price point issue there. So fair enough. You can't say, well, you know, we're not selling this because it's not going to last the full six months when people when maybe won't be able to afford only the more expensive ones. Yeah, We think they should be informed that the lead acid batteries do not come with a warranty or have a reduced warranty and explain why, which is in line with the recommendation from MassMart's VP. Uh, retailers improving point of sale information to their customers and suppliers and manufacturers improving messaging on their products with particular reference to the impacts of heightened levels of load shedding is the answer so that consumers can make an informed decision before they buy. So that, I think, is probably the fairest response, trying to navigate this really awful new normal that we sit with as South Africans with products that weren't designed to be used this hard. 150 cycles, as we heard, was go well beyond um, six months. They would, you know, a year or two. Now suddenly they're not lasting six months. And so we have to, uh, well, manufacturers are saying, sorry, only three months. I think that's fine, but that needs to come with a whole lot of communication, which has been lacking. So let's see. I'm going to keep tabs on that. Let's see. We must see it both from the manufacturers on the packaging itself and even if they have to, I mean, packaging is expensive, but get stickers printed and put it on. And then also the retailers at that level should be warning with every sale of batteries just to say, that please note this, there isn't a six-month warranty on this product any longer. It's now, I don't think they can say there's no warranty. They have to now say, okay, we will commit to three months or two months or whatever it is. It's uncharted waters. Uncharted waters. Um, and be even, fair, I think, is the answer. Yeah. Um, I think even insurers are having to yeah. change their policies with load shedding and household insurance. Yeah. And things are changing uh, due to load shedding. And the big change, of course, with with load shedding and, and appliance insurance is that you may have seen recently just about every insurer, short-term insurer, has sent notices out to their policyholders to say, please note that if you do not have power, um, what do you call it? Power surge protectors yeah. yes. on your equipment um, in your home, you we will not cover, we are not taking responsibility for power surge claims any longer because it was and costing fires. them untold millions. Mm. Exactly. 
Exactly. So there's we've spoken about this quite a lot. So this issue of load shedding, well, we shouldn't call it that anymore. It's the sanitized word that's been imposed on us. The um, what what do we call them? Scheduled blackouts. Regular mm-hmm. scheduled blackouts have had impacts all negative. You know, in so many ways. It's so true. Um, before we change the subject or move on to any other issue, I just want to put the number out there again. If you'd like to call Wendy and um, ask her a question about warranties or any consumer matter, you can call us on 021-446-0567 or WhatsApp us or send a voice note to 072-567-1567. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021-446-0567. Bianca in for Peppa uh, today and for the rest of the week. It is seven minutes to three and we are talking Consumer Talk with Wendy Nola. If you'd like to ask any questions, you can call us on 021-446-0567 or you can WhatsApp us on 072-567. We've been talking about warranties. We've been talking about batteries for inverters and warranties for batteries. Um, you know, not necessarily the best battery and which is the best one to work because we know that they can get quite expensive. Lithium but ones, yeah. Those lithium ones are very expensive but we want to know what their lifespan is and what we can expect from them and and the warranty around them but we've got a a question here Wendy it's slightly off topic but I want to give it to you anyway Uh, please ask Wendy if Vodacom is allowed to add an extra 10 rand to my cell phone contract after paying my contractual amount of 18 months and that's from Brent on the WhatsApp line Okay, Brent's not saying what it's for but I'm guessing because I have a lot of complaints about this from uh, all the related to all the cell phone Companies and that is something that really gets up consumers' noses, and I don't blame them. You sign up for 350 rand a month, say for 24 months or 36 months, as it sometimes is now because cell phone hardware has got so expensive. And you think that's it, that's what a contract is, right? It's an agreement between both parties that you will pay X amounts by certain day of the month, every month for 24, 36 months, and then along they come and say. Due to the high cost of whatever, uh, we are now forced to increase by not whatever percent. And so from next month, your subscription will be whatever. And obviously consumers, with everything else pinching us from all sides, we, we don't take kindly to that. No. But they have a clause in their contract, which nobody is contesting, which allows them to do it. And they do it. They all do it from time to time. I have raised this with the cell phone companies and something that they are coming back with now in terms of a justification is the millions they're spending again we come back to load shedding mm. scheduled blackouts with the um in, well increasing the capacity and again we come back to batteries and their cell phone towers you I remember see. there was a time when we started going into regular stage four to six, where you would be, I, know, I remember driving through Somerset West and when load shedding hit, you suddenly couldn't make a call yes. on your cell phone. Mm. That doesn't happen anymore in most areas. I'm getting complaints from people in rural areas about things like that. I'm sure. But this increase in capacity doesn't come free. So, so they have a cost charge. and you can say, well, mm. you know, they make too much profit, they do whatever you, you want to say, but mm. they, their costs have screamed up enormously and and they are allowed to affect uh, this increase and and they have and as I say I don't blame any consumer though for feeling 
I don't get to change the terms and condition of this contract in terms of what I pay and when. So why should they be allowed to? And it is a valid point. It is. Okay, here's another uh, cell phone question. Hi, Wendy. My Samsung Z Flip cell phone mm-hmm. uh, within warranty period periods repairs was just oh repairs which were just rejected and I got a quote of 10,000 rand because my phone had a scratch which had nothing to do with the problem on my screen how can they based on a general scratch on my phone decline repair unrelated damages it's like saying we won't repair your car engine because your car boot lock is damaged yes it's a very good point Mm. Uh, he doesn't say how many months old his phone is. It just says it's within warranty So there are two warranties. That's why you always have to specify, is it the section 56 six months warranty or yes. is it uh, the, the manufacturer's warranty that kicks in after month seven? If it's older than seven months, the manufacturer can impose such a silly uh, condition. But if the, if the phone is less than six months old, I have it on very good authority and I've mentioned this many times in print and on radio that the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman is of the view that exactly as our listener said, if it's an unrelated thing, if there's a scratch on the phone, they cannot then say, well, you've invalidated your, your CPA warranty. That is absolutely absolutely ludicrous. It would, as, as the Ombud told me at the time, it would inval- invalidate the purpose of the Section 56 warranty entirely. It, and it, but it does happen in certain industries, such as mattresses. If there's a stain on the mattress, they won't take responsibility for any broken defects, spring. Def- yeah, yeah. structural defects. They can impose that sort of nonsense from month seven, but not in the first six months, which belongs to the CPA. So I'm hoping that our listeners, um, or if if it is the case that your phone, you bought your phone or it was delivered to you less than six months ago, please email me. I'd be happy to take on that case. I have, to, I have taken up cell phone ones in the past for this exact issue, but it has to be less than six months old. Okay, so just maybe put your, your, your email address out there again. Okay, it is consumer at NOLA, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R dot C-O dot Z-A. Okay, so for any of your consumer questions, uh, Wendy will be back with us next week, Wednesday. I will. Uh, so please send your, your emails to her, send your questions to us, and we will save them for, for next week. Um, so the, the question there is, uh, for, for the listener who was, who was, to, who was uh, WhatsApping in, if it's within the six-month mark, you are within your rights. Uh, it doesn't matter that it's an unrelated um, damage. It does matter that it's unrelated because they... they because it is unrelated. So yeah. if it was, if there was something that he'd done to the phone that caused the issue, then they can't, he, there's no warranty claim. They can deny it, obviously. But they can't say, oops, your phone is scratched, so your software issue, whatever else is developed within six months, yes. is not our responsibility. There has to be a correlation. So so that's the issue there. The, 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 the so-called defect or flaw that they've picked up that you caused has got to be related to the problem that you're now wanting a remedy for. Otherwise, they're just um, finding a, an invalid excuse not to deal with your Section 56 claim. I hope that answered your question. Thank you for your WhatsApp.